0: On today's episode of Faith and Focus, I want to discuss this story that came out about Creflo Dollar. He's one of the most aptly named Bible teachers um, out there, just he was a big proponent of the prosperity gospel. I've been very critical of him in the past, and I'll even talk about that. But I want to share about this story about him coming out and, and sharing that he has changed his opinion on this. And I want to talk a little bit about the sermon he gave in which he talked about it and just discuss this issue of being humble enough to change and being humble enough to recognize that God does change people. So that's what I want to discuss in this episode. said in the open uh creflo dollar is i always laugh at his name and i don't know if that's his given name i don't and i should preface right right from the get-go i hardly know anything about creflo dollar i don't know i've never listened to a sermon by him i've never read a book by him so maybe that's to my my shame um in having critiqued him in the past having not really seen any first-hand accounts i mean I, i think i've seen clips of his preaching, but I've never made an effort to listen to him mainly because he's a, um, prosperity gospel preacher and hits very hard on people giving, 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 and, and legalistic tithing. And, and then he has gotten rich off of that, um, teaching and that belief. And to me, that's a big red flag. I don't necessarily want to listen to anything that somebody who teaches, uh, miss miss teaches the Bible in that way and enriches himself off of that. So I'd never really had a good opinion about him. So I didn't think he was worth my time. And so I don't want to, I'm not advocating in endorsing everything about him, obviously. Um, I don't know. He could be completely way off in other areas, but having said that, um, uh, an article came across on the Christian post that I saw, it came across social media and I thought, wow, this is, this is incredible. Um, and so I want to get into that and I want to share a couple of clips. I did listen to the sermon, um, from about 10 days ago in which he talked about his change in position on this, uh, tithing, this tithing issue. Uh, but, and I, I should also say, I like to, I like to jokingly say that, um, I put um, family Christian Bookstore out of business because it was Creflo Dollar really that uh, I never really had a good opinion of Family Christian Bookstore. Um, to me, it kind of seemed like you go to Family Christian Bookstore, and if you if you'd ever been there, you, you'll know what I'm talking about. You know, if you look on the back of like a DVD, you know, grab a fire fireproof or some Kurt Cameron Christian movie, and you look on the back of it, it'll say, you know, like, if you buy it at like Walmart, it'll say, you know. Fifteen ninety nine, and then on the back you'll see in, in print like you know suggested retail value twenty nine ninety nine. Some insane price that no one would ever pay for a a DVD. I maybe mean, maybe for like a HD four K you know ultra Blu Ray whatever you might pay thirty dollars, but no one's gonna pay that for a DVD. So at Walmart you could always get DVDs for fifteen bucks, even brand new ones. Well, if you go to Family Christian Bookstore, they charge that recommended retail price, and you know it's thirty dollars for a, a fireproof DVD and that always really bothered me about Family Christian Bookstore cuz it just it seemed like they were overcharging and i think a lot of it was kind of kind of playing off of people who, you know, well I, i've got to buy fireproof, i've got to buy the new you know to, to make jesus happy, i got to buy the new uh, Kendrick's brother movie and and i'll i'll pay anything for it. So they just charge 30 40 for them. I was never really impressed with Family Christian Bookstore. But I went in there one time and I just saw like a wall of like prosperity gospel stuff. I just Creflo Dollars face was all over the place. And I was just like so put off by that. I was like, I'm never shopping here again. And I left and I and I wrote an email to the to the president of Family Christian Bookstore and said, you know, you've got this guy's books and teachings and you're you know, he's this prosperity gospel preacher. You should be ashamed of yourself calling yourself a Christian store and you're selling this nonsense. It, of course the President of the Family Christian Bookstore I didn't see my email or respond to it, but you know, I guess I felt virtuous in in sending a email. But um, so I shared that with a couple of my friends, and then not even a year later, I get a call. Hey, did you hear, Dennis? All Family Christian Bookstore is going out of business. So I, I jokingly say, well, I, I contributed to putting them out of business. But um, but Creflo Dollar was the guy that kind of you know pushed me over the edge in that just cause he kind of seemed to epitomize that kind of sleazy prosperity gospel, you know, tithe and give and give and give and God will bless you if you give. And if you don't give, God won't bless you. And just that whole teaching, it just not, it's not good. And he kind of epitomized that. And maybe it was his, again, his name dollar that, that, uh, seemed to kind of made that ooze out of him as a, as a Bible teacher. And it was, it's really turned me off. So, so I, again, I don't advocate everything he says. I don't know what else he teaches. I, I don't know if he's completely way off, but I can speak to what I heard. I listened to this sermon in which he talks about this, and he hammers grace so hard. And he even says, um, right out of the, and this is this is from the article, the Christian Post article. Um, it's entitled, um, Televangelist Creflo Dollar says, Teaching on Tithing Not Correct but won't apologize to followers. Um and even that headline kind of makes it sound like he's like doesn't he's not apologizing for the false teaching necessarily. I think if you listen to the context of how he says it, he's not like proudly saying, "Oh, I'm not going to apologize because you know, I got rich off y'all." It, it kind of like sounds like what he's saying like sort of like, you know, you or I would reflectively look back and you know, say, "Wow, you know, we made a lot of mistakes in the past and I don't I'm not going to apologize for those. That's, you know, God used that as part of my past to" You know bring me to where i am now so i think that was kind of the you know i want to give him the credit that that's kind of what he meant but it says in this article he is convinced after studying romans six fourteen that tithing is an old testament concept that has been retired in the dispensation of grace in which christians should now be living so of course romans six fourteen, 14 uh, sin shall no longer be your master because you're not under law but under grace So, and he speaks to that, and in the sermon I listened to, it was very heavy, and I'll link it in the the show notes of this episode, and I'd encourage you to watch it. I mean, he hammers grace, and it's very biblically based. I mean, he's systematically going through scripture, explaining what the tithe is and what it is not, the issues behind why it it doesn't um, apply to us as Christians under the new covenant and under grace. He talks about how uh, grace as a system, uh, frees us to, um, live a holy life. And as Romans six fourteen says, if, if you are under law, sin's going to be your master. So he hits on that kind of stuff. He really hits on, you know, uh, all spiritual blessings being given to us in Christ. And, and we're not Christ took the curse for us. We're no longer cursed. So this idea that, you know, if we don't bring in the tithe, God's going to curse us and curse the ground and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and so, from what I've, again, from what, and even by his own admission, what he taught in the past, he seems to have done a, a complete 180 on that, and so I want to share this clip, um, a couple clips from it, but I want to share this one, and, and I want to speak to, I don't necessarily want to talk about tithing per se, and this issue, again, I would go, you know, watch his video, um, especially if you've never seen any of his stuff, this would be a good first video to watch, because it's so solid, but he... he takes apart the issue of tithing and discusses it, um, but I want to speak more to his, his attitude um, in this clip and what I think is a good, what is a good thing and it's a good sign and it's kind of almost even a rebuke to myself,
1: so go ahead and listen to this clip. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I, um, I want to start off by saying to you that I'm still growing and that the teachings that I've shared in times past on the subject of tithing were not correct and today I stand in in humility to correct some things that I've taught for years and believed for years but could never understand it clearly because I had not yet been confronted with the gospel of grace, which has made the difference. I won't apologize because if it wasn't for me going down that route, I would have never ended up where I am right now. But I will say that I have no shame at all at saying to you, throw away every book, every tape, and every video, I ever did on the subject of tithing, unless it lines up with this. I've I've done some corrective teaching in the, in, the, in the last 10 years, but not to the degree of what we're getting ready to do now. So I want to speak to that again.
0: His attitude is, is what I think impresses me the most about this. And it's something that I've, you, you don't see a lot of in, in Christian circles and, and Bible teachers and pastors. Um, and I think it maybe gets more difficult to do as people um, are on the record more of what they believe. You know, a, a new pastor starting out at you know, 20, 25 years old or whatever is recording what they're teaching. There's videos of what they're teaching. People are writing books at young ages and and it goes on the record of what they believe. And I think that makes it harder to, to change your mind because, man, if you make a lot of money off of something and then you change your mind about it, you know, it kind of looks bad and it's very hard to do, I think, to get over that pride. And as he says in that clip, you know, he taught this and believed this for 30 years, wrote a lot of books, uh, made a lot of money off of this idea and and had a lot of teachings and and now is able to come out and, and humbly say, you know, I'm still growing, which is a something that to me is is encouraging to see. I think that we should encourage more of this and 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 promote this kind of stuff when we see it because i think we get this picture of somebody as a, a leader who has no problems and no flaws and they 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 know everything and so there's no growth you know i mean even jesus when he was 12 years old said he grew in knowledge and and wisdom and grace and so but we think that you know if somebody learns something, you know, they've taught something for 20, 30 years and then they change their mind. It was like, wow, man, how did you not know that before? Well, you know, we're all growing and we're all maturing. And I think a lot of the times we don't get to see our pastors and our, our elders at churches and, and Christian leaders in our lives. We don't get to see them change. We, um, we, we think that they were as mature as they have ever been. And, and, and that's, that's where they've always been. And, and, the. The dangerous thing really is if you know somebody for 30 years and they aren't growing, that's more of a, that's more of a danger. And one of the things that has really bothered me, and and what's, again, this is why this caught my eye, this story and why it was, it spoke to me so much and why I, I kind of wanted to put it out there so you guys could see as well. And and hopefully again, check out his sermon because I, I don't think we realize how profound, I mean, that's a very humble attitude to, to have and a humble posture to take to basically say I was wrong on this issue. That was a, a major issue of this prosperity gospel preaching, um, to say I was wrong about that and I'm still learning and I, and I'm, and, and to even say, you know, throw out all my old books on this stuff. You know, it's just, it, I was just wrong. I mean, that, that requires a lot of humility and I think we should give Craflow Dollar some, some credit for that. And but even more so, we should give him credit because it's not like he's, it's not like he's going off the rails. And he was maybe teaching something that eh, is maybe okay. And now he's he's changing, but for the worse. I mean, he he specifically grounds his growth in. I mean, he says Romans six fourteen, but I mean, he obviously goes through a lot of passages in Scripture. He's grounding it in the gospel of grace. It is grace that is teaching him that, wow, my legalistic mentality on certain issues was wrong in the past, and it was damaging. So I think that's good. I think we should give credit to that, and we should strive for that in our own lives, and we should encourage that in the lives of others, and we hopefully should see that. I always like to say, like, I'm very fortunate. My pastor I've known for about 25 years, and and the man he is today is nothing like who he was when I first met him. I mean, it's it's incredible. Like if you tr- would, if I, if you were to describe what he was like, the people who only know him now, we don't, you're talking about a different person completely. So I've been fortunate to see that modeled and emulated of somebody who, who does grow and God is changing their lives. So I think that's encouraging. And I think that if you, if you know, some, if you yourself are in this position, but if you know somebody who's a Christian leader and they haven't changed one bit, they haven't, matured in any area you just kind of have to think like really were you really as as mature like that mature 30 you haven't grown at all and that doesn't mean that they're out you know committing flagrant sins of the flesh but they just you know the life of christ is not being manifested more it's just like man there should seems like there should be some growth And, and even as far as doctrine and teaching and beliefs that's the other thing too is you know i know of some you know uh, prominent christian teachers and pastors who've written books for 50 years they've been in the ministry and they believe everything that they if you were to ask them you know what's one major thing that you've really changed your opinion on that you've been persuaded that man i was wrong on this i don't know that they would have anything cuz it seems like their writings from 50 years ago reflect what they still teach now and i just think man like did you really knew everything 20 when you were 20 years old you didn't believe anything that was wrong like that that just seems not right to me <laughs> i mean I, i'm only 35 i know what i believed at 20 years old when i graduated from bible school and i'd be more hard pressed to find things that i still believe that i that i believed at the time you know it's just we don't know anything when we're 20 25 years old and to think that we knew everything we don't need to change our opinion on things Uh, Let alone issues of when we're confronted with God's grace should always be changing us and and reforming us, and and so I think that's good. uh, And again, I want to play another clip, just again to show you the grounding in which he's he's preaching, and and I really like this clip because it's you know well Creflo Dollar he's he's a black preacher, and you know again I come from a a, my pastors a. I guess, independent Baptist preacher, but he's from the South and, you know, but living in the North for the past 20 years, has kind of, you know, stomped out that Southern preaching. Sometimes he'll get a little bit fiery and get a little bit excited, but you know, we kind of go into this church. There's not a lot of, you know, amens and shouting and stuff like that. But you know, if you go to a black church, it's like, you know, there's so much reciprocity back and forth and, and there's, there's energy and there's life. And I think that's a good thing. So I think that's, if I like that, that this comes out in this clip. But again, just listen to what he's saying, though. And he's putting this in the context of tithing. The whole sermon is talking about this idea that tithing is the law, and the law brings death. The law brings a curse. The law brings fear of judgment. Tithing brings this fear of judgment. And so he's talking about this context of Malachi 3, <coughs> excuse me, this famous passage on tithing. And, you know, I'll bless you if you're robbing me, and I'm going to bless you if you bring in the the tithing, but I'll curse you if you don't, you know, that whole thing. And, And this is kind of what he says about this idea of these blessings
1: and these curses.
2: How do you even use this if you're no longer under the law, but under grace? And Galatians says that Jesus has taken, he became a curse for us, that the blessing of Abraham of knowing that he's the possessor of heaven and earth. He gave us his son, that he'll give us everything else. He took the curse from us. Don't you let nobody tell you you curse. You are not cursed. You are blessed. You got Jesus in your life. You are blessed. You are blessed. Come ye blessed of my Father. You are blessed. Don't let nobody tell you you curse. And some denominations say, Well, you know, all black people are cursed because of the mark that he put on who was that ham, and so it spread it, and that's how you made black people. You better shut your mouth up. I ain't no way in a war, I'm cursed. Hallelujah! I'm, I'm too blessed. Glory to God! I can't, I can't even, I can't even spell curse. Let's see, K U I N I don't know about. going in. I'm blessed coming out. I'm blessed when I go to bed. I'm blessed when I wake up in the morning. I'm blessed. Not because of something that I have done but because the possessor and heaven and earth had decided to release his grace upon me. And even if I didn't deserve it, and and because I didn't earn it, he decided to bless me anyway because I believe. Hallelujah.
0: So that's basically the gospel of grace in a nutshell, right? (laughs) I mean, he specifically is referring to Galatians 3, right? Verse 13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, because it's written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, in order that the in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham would come to the Gentiles, so that we could receive the promise of the Spirit by faith. The problem with tithing, as he s- says in this sermon, and what he's come to li- believe, I mean, I don't know how solid he was on this teaching of grace and being under grace and not under the law. Maybe he was very solid in all of that before, but he would just waffled in this idea of tithing to, to, um, and, and he kind of even talks about that. Like people sneak in this idea of tithing and they put it in there because they want to scare you into giving. They want to frighten you and they want to use that to cause you to be afraid, um, and And that doesn't work, by the way I mean, Putting people under the law doesn't work It does not curb sin, read your Old Testament Living under the law does not curb sin The entire history of Israel Should teach you that And it's true, you know, the idea of of Mandating tithing Bringing that in there, oh yes, grace, grace, grace We're not under the law, grace, 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 but here's tithing 10%, 10%, 10% And God's going to curse you if you don't give 10% You know, the same Christian Post article About Creflo Dollar says Only 13% engage in the practice of tithing the research also indicates that half of evangelicals give away less than one percent of their income annually. So it doesn't even work. This idea of law—I mean, teaching tithing as a as a form of legalism works about as good as teaching legalism on any other area. It just—it causes sin, it causes rebellion, it—you know—it does not engender holiness. So, so again, I don't know if Creflo Dollar was was solid on grace in every other area, but he just waffled on this idea of tithing and used it as a cudgel to. To make money But And now he's realized Wait a second It's all or nothing The law is The law in totality If I'm not under the law I'm not under the law Which includes tithing And, and again he, he makes the case I'll let you listen to it yourself um, How it's just an Old Testament concept It's an Old Covenant concept That we are no longer under But I wanted to just speak briefly In this episode I wanted to highlight the fact that a That a man of God Apparently, again, I was very critical of him, but God's Spirit has been working on him for the past 30 years to bring him to this place where now he understands the gospel of grace in such a way that it extends even to bringing him to a point of humility to acknowledging I was wrong for the past 30 years on this issue. And that's incredible. And I think that's an encouragement. It's a rebuke to me, first of all, for being so cynical um, about people like creflo dollar that god you know can't change them that god doesn't change those kinds of people that they're no use you know praying for them they're not going to change they're too invested in in their beliefs um god's spirit does work on people it's also encouraging to me that god is still working so wherever i am at now and i don't need to necessarily look at creflo dollar or any of these other um christians out there that Maybe I can look at and, and pick and prod and, and pinpoint where I think that they're coming up short. Um, I can I can be encouraged and have this hope that God is working on all of us. And specifically in my own life, I can, I'm, I'm acutely aware of all of the inconsistencies in my life, all of the failures, all of the sin, all of the shortcomings. But I can hope that if God can change somebody like Creflo Dollar, who seemed so invested, in this teaching of tithing 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 money 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 to change his heart and to change his attitude um, he can certainly change mine so i pray for creflo dollar i pray that god keeps changing his attitude i pray that he does not um waffle on this issue that he stays strong in teaching the gospel of grace even in the area of tithing even in areas where it might reveal that he has been wrong in the past Because that's what growing is. It's acknowledging that we were wrong in the past, and we're charting a new course forward, always in the grace of God. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and as I said, go check out that sermon by Creflo Dollar. I will link to it in the show notes. Have a good one. While Faith and Focus is a ministry of In Faith, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast don't necessarily reflect the views and opinions of In Faith as a mission. If you like what you heard on this episode, why don't you become a monthly supporter of the ministry? It really helps me out $10 a month or whatever the Lord lays on your heart. So if you're interested in becoming a partner, uh, you can text the word DISCIPLESHIP to 41444 or head over to infaith.org backslash Dennis-Sotherby. And if you have any questions or topics that you would like me to address on a future episode of Faith and Focus, why don't you shoot me an email? You can email me at DennisSotherby at InFaith.org. Just put in the subject line, question for Faith and Focus, or something like that, uh, so I can see it, know that it's from you, and know that it's an issue that you would like me to address.